set up wisdom and His grace. A lot of reasons to be thankful. The second thing, having a heart of gratitude is commanded in the Scripture. The book of Psalms is filled with the call to give thanks. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And Paul tells us even give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. He wants us to do that. And if you think about it, there are consequences if we are ungrateful, if we are not a thankful people. For one thing, thank, thanklessness, we don't use that word very often, do we? Thanklessness dishonors God, and it leads to proud humanism. We see a little bit of that in the world today, don't we? There's a lot of problems because of that. Romans 1.21 describes those who fail to be thankful. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So, in gratitude, and we all know this, we see it around us in the world, Ingratitude leads to bitterness. Grumbling? Ever heard anybody grumbling? Have you ever been guilty of that? Probably David, right? Complaining? And a generally, if you think about it, a generally joyless life. If you're not thankful, thankful, you can become joyless. Ingratitude renders our life essentially a waste. It promotes pettiness and preoccupation with self and with our problems. We don't, if we're not thankful for what we have, we concentrate on our problems, don't we? So it creates depression and hopelessness. While, on the other hand, thankfulness leads to happiness and appreciation for who we are and what we have. And when we put Ephesians 5.4 and 5.20 together and sort of pull from them, probably shouldn't do that, but if you put them together, we find that thankfulness can be a spiritual barometer. Paul tells us that as children of God, we should display our happiness, our thankfulness. There should be no foolish talk or coarse joking. These things are out of place for a Christian. But rather thanksgiving and always giving thanks to God, our Father, for everything, because it all comes from Him. In the name of Jesus without him, you wouldn't have any hope. So, being thankful, if you think about it, 
as Christians, if we're a thankful people, we are a witness to the world. People are going to see that, see our joy. We're going to show them that we believe in God and we depend on Him. By its very nature, becoming a thankful people is a way of evangelizing. So, let's spend just a few minutes talking about what we have to be thankful for as a Christian people. Well, the first thing is the miracle of life itself. Paul said on Mars Hill that the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hand, and he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did, did this so that men would seek him and reach out for him and find him. Though he's not very far away. So, we have to be thankful. But the most important thing, one of the most important things is life itself. If you are living, you should be very thankful. Every morning when you get up and you have a pulse you should be thankful and as John Costello said in um, his sermon I believe every morning we wake up we have work to do for the Lord so just being alive alive having life feeling breathing thinking worshiping loving playing singing all this we should be thankful for. We should also be thankful for our reasonable amount of health. That's part of being alive. Sometimes this gets on our mind. And it's very important. It's mentioned in the Bible a lot. David and Solomon speak of good health in the Psalms and Proverbs. And God promised good health to Israel in their return from captivity. This was very important to them at the time. Because they had been there for 40 years. Things were very hopeful. But that carried them through. He said, I'll bring health and healing to the land that will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. And 3 John verse 2 says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So, I'm afraid that health is something that we're all guilty of taking for granted until it's gone. When we're in pain, you know, there's a little story I want to read that I found. 
You may have heard it. About a little blind girl who had a low opinion of herself because she was blind. And she hated everyone around her. Sonny's a good example for a blind person. He has a very good attitude. But she had a boyfriend who was always there for her. And she told him that if she could see the world, she would marry him. One day someone donated a pair of eyes to her. And after the surgery, But you can imagine that. She was able to see everything, including her boyfriend. But immediately he asked her, now that you can see, will you marry me? And she looked around and she was shocked because he was blind. And she couldn't stand the sight of his eyes or his black eyes. And she couldn't stand living with him for the rest of his life rest of her life. So her boyfriend left in tears and days later he broke this nub. Take good care of your eyes for before they were mine. So how easy is it to forget yesterday's thing when we're in good health? So let's be thankful for our health. There are so many who don't have it. But we should also be thankful for God's love. God's love for each of us is as if we were there were only one of us. When you think about it, He doesn't discriminate. He gives the same love for everyone. John three sixteen, the perfect example of that. God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believed in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Doesn't matter who you are. Romans 5 8, God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Ephesians 2 4 through 5, because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. So, let's consider what the love of God means for us this evening. It means that we can be forgiven of all our sins, that we're living without any guilt. Now that's very important. You imagine if we, were, we know we're forgiven our sins, but we still have to feel guilty. That would be problem. Sometimes we do that, but we're told not to do that. We also, because of His love, know that we're going to be saved in heaven one day. And that we are living today on earth as his children. How important is that in a world like today? And Jesus says, if your earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more does your Father 
in heaven give good gifts to those who ask them. Of course, James reminds us that every good gift comes down from our Father in heaven. So that's quite a blessing for the children of God. He was our creator, our provider, protector, sustainer. And he is the sovereign God of the universe. And he's our father. Can't be much better than that, can you? What an inheritance we have. So, the love of God contains the promise of God living in us through the Holy Spirit. And of course, we know that Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Romans 8, 28. We know that all things are works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And a big part of loving him is thanking him for everything. So, Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. So, we need to, as Christians, make sure that we are a thanksgiving people. Because it will unlock the fullness of life. You think about it. How much better you feel when you are thankful. An important thing that it does for us, it turns what we have into enough. That'll make you very content. Sometimes it even turns what we have into an abundance. That's the kind of attitude we need to have. And it turns doubt into faith and acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend, and importantly, a church into a family. We should be thankful for our families our church family and our physical family. That brings peace, confidence for tomorrow and a hope forever. So as we close the lesson from Isaiah 40, 31, I think that scripture sums it all up for us. Those who place their hope in the Lord he will renew their strength and will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So, may God bless us all to take time to give thanks to Him. For those of you who may need prayers of the church, whatever your needs, this will be the time to come and we'll see you then. Thank you.